Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, where's the beef in Alabama's U.S. Senate race? And there are three bills, big ones, left in the House. And why, oh why, must yoga die? I'm sorry, Pop, I'm sorry! Dead like yoga, but maybe he'll stick the landing. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire. Thank you. And Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. So glad yes. to be back. God, I missed you guys. Really, really missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you too. Of course, I got to see you, but the rest of the world... Didn't want to see me. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're a lot better than the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, John. Well, you know, there's three big bills at least still sitting in the House. Mm -hmm. They are medical marijuana, the uh, whether doctors are prohibited from prescribing medical treatment for children that are transgendered, and also uh, transgendered youths, and also the gaming bill, Josh. There are only three days left in this legislative session. I mean, there's three days, right. Tuesday, Thursday, and then May 17th. What do you think they get done? Well, I, uh, first of all, you, you got you to gotta respect the, uh, the devotion to procrastination uh, that our legislature shows. Uh, they are they're great at this. Every single year, it's the same thing. It always comes down to the last minute. Um, I, you know, I think, um, I think the gambling bill... And uh, and the medical marijuana bill have the best chances of passing. Um, I'm, I'm I'm beginning to believe that there is a push behind the scenes to keep uh, the the transgender youth bill from from passing because it is it, it's it's cruel and it'll I, I believe it'll it'll cost the state a lot in in lawsuits and they they see that. Uh, I mean you're you're really and, and plus it's it's really unpopular with a lot of people because it it's another intrusion of government in between uh, patients and doctors right. uh, and, and you know and I think uh, you know no matter what your uh, beliefs whether they be you, you know what whatever your beliefs are I think people have a real problem with somebody stepping between a medical professional and and the patients that they're treating there uh so i i think that that that's there's they've got some real problems with that gambling um you know uh <laughs> uh they're rewriting the gambling bill uh as we, as we speak or or have rewritten the gambling bill as we speak but uh you know i, I think it's um uh, i think it's got a good shot uh yes. you know i i yeah i know i've heard i know I, but you know i and i know what you've heard as well and so i, I think that it's uh, i think it's got a pretty decent shot I mean, Susan, uh, Senator, I mean, uh, House Speaker Mac McCutcheon said that he was going to do everything he could. He would, would be bringing the gaming bill to the floor mm -hmm. either this coming Thursday right. or May 17th. May 17th. So 
Uh, if he keeps his word, then we're going to get a vote one way or the other on that gaming bill. If they don't time out. Now, the, the legislature, legislators are supposed to get a copy of the bill on Saturday. Right. So they can review it over the weekend. We'll see, because you're talking about probably a six-hour debate there. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, I, like Josh said, procrastination, procrastination, <laughs> right down to the last minute. Well, the big thing we've been hearing is just getting, you know, uh, the the track owners, the Porch Creek Indians have come together. They've they've reached an agreement, but you have different factions within the legislature that want yeah. different things. Now we know that Governor Ivy team has been working behind the scenes to bring everyone together, Josh, and I think that does make a difference having Governor Ivy's input. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, the other thing that makes a big difference is uh, is Governor Ivey threatening, uh, you know, a special session if this doesn't get done. Uh, and I think that's pretty well been promised that if the, if something doesn't get done on the gambling uh, this legislative session, then they're going to come back into a special session and try it again. So you're going to, you know, you're going to come back when people would ordinarily be on vacation or wh whatever and, and have to try this thing again. And so I think that'll that'll encourage some folks to get something done. Um, you know, I. I'm with you. I, I think that, uh, and I've thought all along that this has got a real good chance. And I'll tell you this, talking to the people that are, that are most familiar with the negotiations and things that are going on behind the scenes, they're still very optimistic that, that, that this gambling bill is going to pass and that they feel pretty good about the vote on it. Uh, because there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of good in it for a lot of different areas in this state. Uh, and it's going to be very, very hard for representatives to pass up a lot of the revenue that's going to come from this bill that's going to right. aid a lot of things that they want to do in their municipalities. Well, the other thing that uh, Speaker McCutcheon said to the reporters the other day, uh, last Thursday, was that the medical marijuana bill was going to be a tough one to get through. Hey, that, that's hmm. not exactly his words, but that was the takeaway, Susan. I mean, Susan, it's the most restrictive medical marijuana bill in the United States, I mean, some 37 states have this or even recreational marijuana, but there is a belief out there, and you know, there's no accounting for what people believe, that this is still a gateway drug. I'm sorry, when we're talking about gateway drugs, I think about the child that Patricia Todd brought before the legislature several years ago that was having 100 epileptic seizures a day now, they want to treat this child with pharmaceutical drugs instead of a plant? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, this is, you can call it a gateway drug. You can't, this bill is so restrictive, you can't even use it for PMS. You can't use it for menopause. Of course, women are always out on that. But, uh, no, it's... it's the legislature forgetting about women, Josh. Again? Who'd have thought? What? Right. But, yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, all those old gray-haired dudes forgot about women again? Yeah, oh, I'd like for all those gray-haired dudes just to have one menstrual cycle. That would just bless my heart. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, you know. Well, but anyway, listen, it's I, that restrictive. Come on now. And, and yeah, I, I, I think... Listen, the, 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 the gateway drug is opioids, uh, you know, and we've got 37 different yes. uh, opioids that are legal uh, out there. Or, yeah, I just made up 37, but there's a bunch of them uh, that, that, are, that are legal that can be prescribed anywhere. And they're far more dangerous, far more addictive and far more costly than marijuana ever would be. And marijuana is going to replace the prescriptions on some of those drugs. Uh, yeah, why don't pharmaceutical companies don't like that? Right. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I think you're that, that there's ADHD no small part. with Ritalin or you want to treat it with CBD oil? Well, I, I mean, a, a natural alternative, God forbid. As I've said ad nauseum, 
I have never seen a guy smoke a joint and beat the hell out of his wife and kids. I have known men that did that when they were drinking yeah. alcohol. But yeah. we have alcohol. Now you can even get, have you your alcohol delivered. delivered. I mean, Jeez, what cheers. I, Bottomed you know. up, everybody. I mean, I guess it's... Exactly, you know, yeah. What, what, what did you get out of a pandemic change, is yeah. amazing, right? Our, our Republican colleagues are all for drinking. They just <laughs> don't want you smoking. No. We're going to no, have to leave true. it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, I, I know you, you remember this commercial back in the 80s. Where's the beef? Yeah, yeah. I uh, do. You know, we, we've been looking at Mo Brooks's campaign and how his allies and all are saying that, oh, the race is over. He is so far out ahead that nobody's going to catch him. It's done. It's done. It's done. You know, one of the things we haven't seen is any beef. In other words, we haven't seen any polls that show where Mo Brooks stands. If he's at like 30 or 40 percent right, right. after Donald Trump's endorsement, he's in trouble, right? Yeah, and I, I think that goes to why they're saying that, you know, he is the front runner. He's going to be, he's the winner. He's the winner. Because they know they're lagging in the polls so gravely that they have to come out and go ahead and declare victory now, uh, even though... The last poll I heard, he was like at 40% after the endorsement. Like you said, that's a long way from being the winner. I'm but, sorry. But, but that, Josh, was that that number came from former President Trump. I mean, you know, I don't know that that really came from a pollster. But, you know, you, you, he wants to be perceived as a front runner because that's how you raise money, right? Sure, yeah. And, and look, I, I think we learned from, uh, from the big lie and the uh, insurrection that Mo Brooks helped lead that they're not great at math. Uh, so, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't discount the fact that he's leading because right now at this particular time in the race, uh, you know, it's all about name recognition right, and right. Mo Brooks has a lot of name recognition, uh, right now because mm-hmm. he was the guy that helped lead the insurrection. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, this is how, kind of how it works. It's not necessarily great name recognition. Uh, and I think. The, the farther we get away from that event uh, and the more things kind of calm, uh, you know, the, as Joe Biden continues to kind of build momentum in, in his administration and more people begin to forget about 
uh, the guy, whatever his name was, who was president last. The other guy. Um, you know, I, you know, I think that that hurts Mo Brooks, and and I think it opens the door for a lot of other people. Possibly, maybe somebody sane. Maybe you could put nominate some sane person to be, uh, you know, your your nominee for the for the party. And Susan, Ambassador Lindy Blanchard, mm-hmm. uh, she is running as an outsider, and right. she is actually an outsider, although she's given millions of dollars to the Republican Party. Right. Uh, but she runs in exactly the same lane as, as Mo Brooks. And, and, you know, Brooks has lived off the government almost all his adult life. Yes, he has. And, and, and while Lindy Blanchard, you know, is a contender here, like Josh said, the name recognition is going to really, really hurt her in that lane. I mean, they're so close to each other in the way, you know, they're, they're well, black. I haven't actually heard anybody say anything about policy or what they're going to do other than just run. But, yeah, that that's going to hurt her a lot. Well, I think, Josh, one of the things we looked at the other day and you and I talked about it is that uh, Mo Brooks has spent 40 years, most mm-hmm. of his adult life, working in government jobs, uh, whether mm-hmm. elected or appointed. Uh, we looked at his campaign finance. 57% of his donations come from outside of the state. Mm-hmm. And the big donations come from the swamp creatures mm-hmm. that he's so against. Uh, yeah. I mean, so how do you run as an outsider if you are part of the swamp? Even if you yell about the swamp, it, you've been on the dole, the government dole for 40 years, man. He's phony. He's been yeah. phony his entire career. That's all, this is what he is. I don't. I mean, it's it's all it's all a show. It's all a game. It's all for Mo Brooks's benefit and nobody yeah. else's. This is who he is. It's who he's been his entire career. He's been a phony the entire time he's been there. He's been a guy who's lived off the government. He's been a guy who's who's been in bed with the swamp the entire time he's been there. He's become rich off the government. Uh, I mean, what what else? Do you, he's done nothing. To earn your vote. Zero. He's done zero to earn your vote. I mean, name a bill he's passed. One. Well, Just name not, one. Post office. Where, post office and got a well, That wasn't even a bill. Pardon. That was just a resolution. Yeah. Resolution. Name a, name he, a bill. A fel- he got a felon pardon. Yeah. That stole, you know, from the government. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, got that done. I, I want to move on here. Uh, Kenneth Pascal, a Republican, a black Republican. Uh, just won the primary in the special election mm-hmm. for District 73. We know Kenneth, nice we guy. We do. Uh, and because of the way it's, you know, we would like to congratulate him, first off, for winning that primary and and <coughs> running in that race. I mean, he won it by 64 votes, Susan, but it, it looks like he will be the next representative from District 73 simply because it's a Republican district, right? Right, and that goes to a bit about, you know, redistricting and the way that it gets gerrymandered and that he won that by a very small percentage, I believe. Well, he won by 64 votes. Right. And I think one of the... It was a very small percentage of the total voting population for that area. Right. I mean, Josh, we looked at those numbers, and you and I talked about it. There were only... Uh, 2,888 Republicans who voted in that primary, and he won by 64 votes. How is this representative government? Oh, it's not. It's a gerrymandered government is what it is. I mean, it's, look, man, I mean, you know, you you drive it down, you drive down turnout when you essentially take all the mystery out of things, uh, you know, and and, and you've taken the mystery out of that district uh, for the most part. Uh, uh, It's just, it's a shame. 
Uh, it really is because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't didn't that district encompass most of a district that was formerly held by a Democrat? Yeah, that um, district was yeah, yeah up until uh, 2000. Uh, what was it? Yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. They redistricted. So yep. it was no yep. longer a Democratic seat. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. One, of, one of the last remaining white uh, Republicans. Uh, or, Democrats. Yeah, I mean, white Democrats, Democrats, yeah. yeah. White yeah. Democrats. Yeah. Plenty, no no, no uh, limit on white Republicans. Uh, yeah. Well, but gerrymandering yeah. plays no part in any of this, right? Oh, that's not. It's, 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 that's a ghost. Look at the districts. Just look how they're <laughs> I drawn. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just look at look at the way they're drawn and, and tell me why why they, you drew them that way. And it's just, well. it's absurd. And everybody knows it's absurd. Everybody, it, the judges hearing the cases, the people trying, the, they all know it's absurd. All right. But this is what you do when you win. And so it's just become acceptable for some reason. And it really hurts voters and it hurts the mm-hmm. government that we that we elect. It, it's, well, it's just bad. Seventy three percent of that district's uh, population is of voting age. Uh, their district is about 50,000 people. So a little more than five percent of the people will decide what type of government represents that district. Uh, well, out of nearly 50,000 people, you got twenty eight hundred and eighty eight Voters. That's right. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. In Alabama, democracy is on the decline. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. The first house was just ground to pieces, the the first half. And the second story was completely gone. There was debris everywhere. Uh, People yelling, people crying. Uh, It was incredible. So our first instinct was to, to... to, to get our family to a safe spot, get everyone to a safe place. I remember people saying, there's another one coming. There's another one coming. And at that point in time, you look around and there's nowhere to go. And you just want somewhere for you to take these babies. It's unbelievable. It's the power and destruction, but yet uh, the gentleness of, of, in some aspects, it's, it's hard to explain. Well, and I think the only way to, to do that is, um, is God's grace. and. That's when, you know, we realized, you know, God had given us an opportunity to, um, to live and to raise our babies and to make an impact. And so I think that that's not something we take lightly. And, um, and so, you know, work hard every day to um, make the most of the time we've been given and make a difference in people's lives around us. of Alabama politics. I would say I'm surprised, but in government, there are no surprises. You know where you live. Yeah, I do. And you know, I love Alabama, that's my home. I'm gonna die here, they're gonna bury me here if they'll allow it. Uh, But we had all this national press about yoga. Mm -hmm. There's a bill that passed out of the Senate to allow yoga Mm -hmm. in public schools. The idea being 
that in the 90s, the early 90s, the uh, Department of Education or the Board of Education decided that they did not want yoga in schools because it might uh, lead to some nefarious joining of Hindu uh, cults or something like that. Uh, it looked like it was going to pass. It, it passed the House. It, it got held up in Senate Judiciary Committee, of all places. Susan, and, and the argument was what? We might be converting kids to Hinduism. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know how many. I mean, 14% of the American population takes a yoga class. Yeah. Right. So you've got, apparently all of these people are so upset about this bill that they're probably calling their representative to tell them not to vote for the bill on the way to yoga class. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you got... Uh, 35.2 million people that do yoga as exercise, exercise, not a religion, not a religion. Okay. It's exercise. It's stretching and breathing. God I forbid that children should be able to do that and rest their little fevered brains or, you know, calm them down to some degree. It's not like, you know, you actually start speaking Hindu. Right. Well, uh, Hinduism is the fourth largest religion in the world. Uh, about 1% of uh, the United States population practice Hinduism. But, uh, Josh, I mean, this is just the biggest pander bill ever. I mean, it's, it, 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 I mean to, to not pass it is just ridiculous. We look like, we, we look like idiots. Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Maybe if uh, a little little stretching among kids at school is a, that big of a threat to your religion, uh, you got bigger problems uh, yeah, than that uh, with your religion. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I can't. I, well, I've talked to Jeremy Gray, the, the sponsor <coughs> of this bill, uh, representative from Opelika, um, you know, about this, and and his his purpose for doing this is uh, Jeremy runs a, a health and nutrition uh, business, small business, uh, and and he was teaching yoga to people. Um, as part of that business, as part of being a, a trainer and a nutritionist. Uh, and, and he saw the effects that it had. And he's also got some other bills uh, that, that deal with children's health. He wanted to, to you know, see about putting uh, water bottle refillers uh, in, in schools to make sure kids had good drinking water throughout the day to stay hydrated. So he's that kind of a guy. He's, this is what he's, he's, he's looking for is, is the health and well-being of, of the kids that are in school all day. And um, the idea that you, you, first of all, we've taken all the religious aspects out of this, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, it's all gone. You're, you can't even say namaste, uh, for God's yeah. sake. Right. Um, Which means I and, bow to you. That's all that means, yeah, I bow to I you. Mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, I mean, it's just so dumb, you know? Yeah. And, and who do you think is going to teach this? You think the schools are going to bring in some Hindu instructor that's going to, that are teaching these things? It's so stupid. You know, pass the bill, let the kids stretch, for God's sakes. I mean, the, the, the poses themselves are in English. You know, the lion, the scorpion. The cobra. It's not yeah. in stinking. You know Hindu, what I okay? think it is is the lawmakers are tired of their wives buying buying those Lululemon <laughs> <laughs> yoga pants that cost a small. No, fortune. they 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 buy them for their wives. They just can't teach it to their children. Yeah, hey, listen, yeah. I've been around those lawmakers. They like those Lululemon yoga pants. <laughs> no doubt. No. All right. No well, doubt. as long as you don't buy them for your mistress and get caught with it on your credit card. There right? you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to what I think is a particularly serious bill. The sheriffs, the Alabama Sheriff's Association, 
has said this is a dangerous, dangerous bill. It's dangerous for pub the public. It's dangerous for lawmakers. Josh, <coughs> the House is considering a measure that passed the Senate that would allow individuals to carry concealed weapons without a permit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and the sheriffs are, are, are very much against this and have been. And, you know, the pushback has always been to the sheriff's argument, well, you just want that because you want the money from the permits. Uh, that's providing you with a lot of money. Well, in response to that over the last several years, several sheriffs around the state have made uh, the permits either free or, very, or, or reduced the cost in them greatly. Uh, you know, to, to offset that argument specifically that to say, listen, we're not, we're not in this for the money. What we want is we want to be able to tell when this person comes for a permitless carry, if they need to be do if they need to have this sort of a weapon, if they need to have a gun at all, uh, to be able to carry it around. Uh, and so they want to take a look at some of the folks that are coming in there. And I think, uh, and they will tell you that this has stopped people, uh, that they feel would be very dangerous with a firearm from getting one. Right. 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 And the last time we, we renewed our permit, we renewed it for five years. It was $25. That's $5 a year. $5 yeah, not a, a year. whole lot of money. Well, if the sheriffs say it's a dangerous bill, I would, I would agree. I would agree. With all the shootings we've got going yeah. on right now, as you know, and, and, and we talked about this earlier this week, you know, we're in a time now where you have to qualify what shooting you're talking about on a particular day. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. it's just. And this, it's a, I was Go just going to say, it's a, it's a tiny percentage, a tiny percentage of the people who get denied a permit. And right. I guarantee you, for every single one of them that gets denied, those sheriffs can point to a, a legitimate reason for why they have denied oh, those permits absolutely. on there. And, and I, I just, you know, and this, why would you not err on the side of caution, given right. all that we've seen going on with these firearms? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, I want to move on to one last subject. We've got about a minute, maybe a little bit more. Uh, Vaccine hesitancy. You know, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Josh. Yep. We're all vaccinated. We're all vaccinated. And one of the things is you do it for your own safety, but you also do it for others' safety. Of course. But right now, Alabama in the month of April started out in April with a high of 43,000 vaccinations a day. Uh, this past week, it dropped down to 17,000 a day, Josh. We're we're seeing numbers that suggest that people just are not going to get the vaccine because they yeah. they they don't want to do it. I don't understand, man. I mean, I, I you know at this point in time, it, we, this has been going on for more than a year now. You know, I mean, yeah, this uh, the the vaccines. You know, this is when the some of the first groups started getting them in the test in the trials. Uh, so you know, if there were going to be the, these great harm uh, done to anybody, you we would have seen it by now. Uh, and, and, but we have, what we have seen is how effective, uh, these vaccines have been against this virus. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you want to go back to normal, I'll get your vaccine. Yeah. yeah my uh, only thing I can go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All I was going to say is that there are some people that just, they, they don't believe they need it. They're, they yeah. are just think it might harm their body. And then there are people that do it for political reasons. But And I think a lot of it really comes down to when you, you get down to the excuses, excuses, excuses. I don't get sick. Uh, I don't think it's for me. I've been fine so far. It really comes down to they're afraid of a needle. Yeah, I that's think a, that's there's really some people that are, are that. The only for thing, God's sake, it's a needle. It takes a second. Yeah, but. A second. Again. To protect you, 
your loved ones, and everyone you come in contact. Well, get the vaccine. We want to get this down so that we all can go back to a normal life, but we're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. Thank you.